are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing well. We're just uh, just just turning through this off season, right? It's it's like a countdown until training camps and, and the real stuff begins. So we'll we'll try to make it through June here, and and then we'll get some real news. Yeah, along those lines, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this week, I will be at Heinz Field broadcasting. You know, as the Steelers practice. So. That's the first time I've actually seen live football since, man, I don't know. I mean, since the pandemic. I've been in a, a, a studio all the time. So I'm actually going to see people running around in pads and doing football stuff. Nice, nice. We'll, yeah. we'll get your insight on, uh, on, certainly on Najee Harris and, and what the rest of the team looks like. Always uh, always look forward to that. I know you're you're glad to be back at it as well. Absolutely. Psyched. Matt, I've still got some rookie drafts going on. I've got a couple leagues going right now that are rookie auctions. I've got uh, at least one rookie draft still to come, maybe a couple of them actually. So we're going to we're going to go back to that conversation for today uh, because I think we have enough. Uh, we've got enough data to do some comparison. We've got those drafts that basically started as soon as the NFL draft concluded back uh, several weeks ago. And then we've had those leagues that that waited a little while. Maybe they wait until wait until June. They like to take a little bit of a break, possibly. Uh, and we're going to be able to compare those. So I want to look at some rookie risers and fallers. And again, this is based on rookie ADP from my fantasy league. We've got over a thousand leagues uh, that have have drafted, and and we're basing this data on. So a pretty large sample size here. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, obviously, there is a lot more to go off of than we had in these earlier conversations. And you get some buzz and, you know, I mean, I know one guy we're not going to talk about is Elijah Moore. And he sounds like he's lighting up, you know, Jets camp. So maybe next time we do this, he'll be even higher up. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, he, he's not on the docket for today. I did expect him to show up as a riser. Yeah. Maybe maybe the data and the the rookie drafts have not caught up to that. That's more of a recent thing that he's he's doing well. And, and then, of course, we uh, we find out that Jamison Crowder is staying put in in New York, not moving on, not getting cut or traded as uh, maybe the assumption was. So maybe a little cold water on Elijah Moore, but not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, long term, certainly not a major concern. We do want to start with some players that are moving around in the first round. Uh, of course, the bigger names. And uh, basically what we have here, Matt, is three sets of players who have switched sp- switched spots in ADP. Uh, what we're doing is comparing May ADP to June. So the, the leagues that drafted as soon as the NFL draft was over compared to those that have drafted here in the past uh, two weeks or so. The first pair, Justin Fields and Najee Harris. So Justin Fields was originally the 1.03 uh, 
Uh, he's down to the fifth pick overall. Najee Harris has jumped up and taken his spot. So Harris is up two spots. Fields is down two spots. These are super flex, I assume, right? The, these are, yes, this is yeah, super yeah, flex ADP. Uh, yeah, thanks for clarifying that. Um, Matt, I know we've talked about Najee Harris, of course, quite a bit on this show. And uh, you suggested a couple weeks ago that you might even draft him in the first round of a new startup uh, league you were doing. I, I think that's underway. Did you? Yeah, take, I took him at one five. Did you take it's him? Okay, flex. you did it. Yeah, I did. I was torn between him and Cam Akers, and I went for Harris. Little homer, the tiebreaker, but I'll be hey, honest. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah. So comparing Harris and Fields here, of course, obviously the quarterback always with uh, with the inflated value. What are your thoughts there? Well, every non-superflex draft I've done, Harris has gone first overall. Is that the case in your leagues too? Um, I'm trying to think back to all of them. Pitts go? Yeah, okay. You're in a lot more. Of I, yeah, I so. think we, we. I've seen Pitts go. Uh, I've seen Chase go 101. So I've, I've seen a little more okay. variety, I guess. Okay. Um. So I do think that the hype train's starting to heat up, and right. I really think, like in redraft leagues, by the time people are picking, Harris will be a late first round type of guy because he's not. He's never going to really leave the field. I mean, he's going to be. The volume is going to be massive, and I've heard some of the some people talking about how you know people will overreact to offensive lines. I mean, some of the worst offensive lines in the league last year, Minnesota produced great running backs for fantasy. You know, I mean, there's several examples of that. Jacksonville, yeah, Jacksonville, another good one, right? There's a lot of them. Um, so I think Harris is very deserved to move up, but I wonder. Is it a case of Fields not really doing anything wrong to move back and somebody had to move back if Harris moves up? Or are people a little just worried if Dalton's going to be out there you know, earlier earlier and more than we want? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I was surprised to see Fields as a player falling, even, even if it is mm-hmm. just two spots. Uh, not only would I still take him at 103, I think if you're doing a super flex startup draft, he deserves consideration as a as a late first or early second round pick along wow. with Trey Lance, who is the 1.02 pick in this data. So uh, I'm, I'm with you on Harris. I'm, I'm certainly starting to buy in. I've actually been rethinking my, my own rankings because I, I have said, while I like Harris, I prefer Travis Etienne and Etienne has been my RB one. I like a lot of people still admit that if we're just talking 2021 i want harris and and i would value him higher in a redraft or in a win now dynasty situation but even even if that's my out you know if that's my outlook i should rank harris higher right if i'm in a rookie draft and i think harris is going to be the more productive player this year they're obviously close in value so harris should be my pick and and the player that i rank higher just thinking worst case if i still love etn a year from now, I, I could make that trade. So I, I think I'm going to have to adjust my rankings based on that thought process. You certainly don't have to convince me. Was part <laughs> of your thought was originally was part of your thought process that Harris is just a little older. You know, he's kind of an overage guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that plays in. That's and you know that on its own is not enough to to break the tie, but. That's a piece of it, and uh, I know he improved quite a bit in his in his final year. But I'm I'm still wondering how they're going to use him in in the passing game as well. Mm-hmm. 
Matt, the next two players that we saw switch positions in the first round, Zach Wilson, Travis Etienne, the, the player we've been talking about. And uh, this is a minor change here. Zach Wilson was the 1.07 pick. He's down to eight. Travis Etienne up to seven from the eighth pick. Uh, thoughts here. This is another quarterback versus running back situation. Yeah, and I've kind of thought in the fantasy dynasty circles, Zach Wilson's been a little overlooked. I mean, I understand Fields and Lance are so enticing because of their legs, but Wilson was drafted higher than them. And, I mean, I'm not buying into the narrative that the Jets just ruin quarterbacks and they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, I think this staff there is very capable of turning that thing around. So I've been landing Wilson in a lot of my leagues, what I always thought of as somewhat of a discount. And in Superflex, I would certainly prefer him to ATN. You just, I just keep going back to how hard it is to get quarterbacks in these super flex leagues. Um, yeah. This is this is another one where I may have to take a, a deeper look at my rankings. Last one, uh, yet another quarterback. We know there's five going in that first round. Mac Jones, Jalen Waddle swapping spots. Uh, Jones was 11. He's down to 12. Jalen Waddle takes his spot, moving up one. I, I like Waddle quite a bit, actually but I'm still taking the quarterback here. What about you? Yeah, I think it's an easy one. And I just like Waddle more for real life than I do fantasy. His volume worries me a little bit. And I wonder if this stems from people thinking Cam's not going away anytime soon, which is possible. Yeah, that's true. Matt, when we come back, we're going to take a look at some risers from the second, third, and fourth rounds of rookie drafts. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in there. How do you, how did you hear about us, box? So they know that we sent you. That's locked on. Two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Matt, we've already talked about some first round changes. Players moving up and down uh, in rookie ADP. Again, these comes. This data comes from. Uh, rookie drafts, actual rookie drafts on myfantasyleague.com. Let's dig a little bit deeper and look at some players gaining value. Uh, Some of these uh, I certainly get based on camp reports, depth charts, and and things like that. And and some are 
a little bit of a mystery to me, including this first one. The biggest yeah, I riser. I more about this first one. I was like, uh, why is he, what's so odd about this guy? Yeah, I, I, I don't get it either. The first player uh, moves from basically the end of the fifth round up into the middle of round three. Tamorian Terry, Seattle wide receiver, late round guy. Uh, if, if he came out in the uh, NFL, in the 2020 NFL draft, might have been a day two pick. Instead, went back to school, and I think it cost him. Uh, maybe some, some flaws were exposed in his game uh, there at Florida State, and he ultimately ended up leaving the team. So he, he lands in Seattle with that late day three pick. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get this one either. Uh, well, obviously there, yeah. Tyler Lockett. And they drafted and, Eskridge. Right. They all, yes, true. They also drafted, uh, uh, drafted Eskridge in, uh, in the second round. So they've got Eskridge, they've got Tyler Lockett. They've got, of course, DK Metcalf. They've added some, uh, tight end help. We don't think Russ is going anywhere. That's, that's all kind of, uh, blowing over, I think. So, I don't really get this one. I, I, I like Terry as a dart throw in that um, in that fourth round range or later, or if he goes undrafted and you've got space for him, sure, why not? But to be gaining this much value and basically moving up two rounds, I, I don't understand. That, that I don't may, understand at all. Uh, might just I, be I a, a fluke Go of ahead. the data. Yeah, maybe. I mean... I'm not all of a sudden have my radar up that I gotta. I need some shot, some um, shares of this guy. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't drafted. I mean, I know he's got size, and maybe he ends up being DK's backup. Maybe um, at best, maybe not make the team. Yeah, yeah. Next one makes a little more sense. Kylan Granson, Indianapolis Colts tight end. Uh, we we've seen what the Colts have been able to do at that tight end position. They've always got uh, two or three guys who are at least fantasy relevant. Um, right now, it is uh, let's see, it's Jack Doyle, it's uh, Mo Alley Cox. Yeah, thank you, Mo yeah, Alley yeah. Cox. I was I was blanking on that one. And and then Granson has impressed in these early rookie camps. He's up about twenty spots now. A late third rounder. I'm I'm kind of on board with this one. What about you? Yeah, I, I was a little shocked that they drafted him as early as they did yeah. in the real NFL draft. But I thought of him as kind of a six-round NFL sleeper type. But this wasn't a real deep draft, and there wasn't a lot of tight ends. Um, sort of the prototypical, not prototypical, but I mean, he's a, a 240, 245-pound move tight end, you know, that does all the dirty work and... Pretty good athlete, so I don't have any qualms with this. I mean, I, I think he's going to catch passes in that offense. Right. Sometimes uh, those smaller names uh, that we may not be familiar with coming into the draft or, or even after they're drafted, dynasty players take that that next couple weeks to learn a little bit more, whether it's reading articles, uh, going back and watching some clips of the players, or, or just catching up on what's going on in these rookie mini camps and uh, I think that's that's exactly what's happened with Kylan Granson. Maybe that's what's happened with this next riser as well. Amir Smith Marset, drafted by the Vikings, the wide receiver from Iowa. Uh, he's up about uh, a, a little more than a round. He's still late uh, fourth round rookie pick, so uh, not a you know not a must add player. But I'm a little intrigued. I think they they drafted uh, Smith Marset along with. Nwangu primarily for their special team skills but you look at that Vikings depth chart and and of course it 
it's impressive at the top with Jefferson and Thielen, but after that, it's it's pretty wide open. So uh, there, there's a story we can tell that Smith Marset uh, at least gets on the field in three wide receiver sets. Yeah, I'm very on board with this, and I think every rookie draft I've grabbed him in the late third, fourth. I mean, he's he's a player I like. Um, you mentioned that startup draft I was doing. I was blown away with how late Adam Thielen went. I mean, I know he's up in age, but he was deep, deep into the draft. And I heard Nate Tice. I'm not sure if everyone's familiar with Nate, but he does great work. Uh, his dad was the head coach of the Vikings, and he's very dialed in with that organization, really talking this guy up. And that was his favorite pick of the Vikings draft and all this good stuff. So I can see him being a very useful piece, maybe even a year from now. Very nice. Last one I want to hit on here, Jamar Jefferson, Detroit Lions running back early in the offseason, before the NFL draft, before pro days. This was a player that a lot of dynasty managers were all over. In fact, in some of our early uh, rookie mock drafts, he was even being drafted late in the first round. Ultimately, he's, uh, I think he fell all the way to the sixth round, to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yes, it was it was very late, much later than most expected. He's a lion now. He's behind DeAndre Swift as well as Jamal Williams. Um, I just I just don't like the path here for Jamar Jefferson. He's gaining a little bit of value here. Right. I mean, I know that the the talk of this backfield is the whole A back B back. You know, is Swift taking a hit? Um, but the other news is they brought Todd Gurley in for a visit too. Like. I'm not quite this. This one doesn't really compute why he would move up. I mean, I mean, I guess people. I'm sure that he looks great in mini camps, but that's you know hard <laughs> thing to judge. And he is somewhat of a brand name guy that went late, but I don't know what would spark this for him to move up. Yeah, I was I was a little a little surprised by that one as well. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Those are the late round risers. We'll come back, finish up the show with some players going the wrong direction, losing value already. Folks, I want to take a minute here to tell you guys about Built Bar. They've been a really great sponsor and ally here to the entire Locked On Network and to my family as well. My son's 14. He's really into lifting weights now and working out. He just crushes Built Bars as soon as they pretty much walk in the door. Um, My wife is kind of a chocolate connoisseur and she's real picky about the you know in these bars some of the chocolate you get on the outside is really waxy not the case at all with built bar and there's 18 amazing flavors including six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcotta lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake apple almond crisp to go around to go with the original 12 flavors uh they're great for the health conscious guy or woman um you lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat um, some of these, all these bars have a little bit different qualifications, but let's just pick one out of the air here. Peanut butter has 19 grams of, pe- of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugars, and 5 grams of net carbs. Um, how about cookies and cream? Only it has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and that's what you get with all these, which is unbelievable. So go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, all one word, and you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all that action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, information for all your sporting news needs. 
including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, even all your UFC, MMA action. They got so much going on here. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device. It's super easy. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams preps for their runs for the playoffs as well. Uh, head to the website and or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On, all one word, all caps, Locked On. That's 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We've talked late round risers. Let's talk those late round fallers. This this first one hurts because... Uh, I mentioned before the break, Jamar Jefferson was sneaking into the late first round. This is a player I wanted to draft late in the first round, maybe early in the second, uh, back in January, February, and that that would have been a bad investment. It's Tylen Wallace, Baltimore Ravens wide receiver. Of course, the Ravens also drafted Rashad Bateman in the uh, in the first round. They still have Hollywood Brown. They still have uh, the player that will probably still be the top target and Mark Andrews. They've invested so much at this position. I mean, Devin Duvernay is still there. Miles Boykin is still there. We're still kind of waiting to see if, when those guys can, can contribute in, in some ways it feels like a, a deep receiving core. And in some ways it feels like just a terrible uh, receiving core. I, I don't know which one it is, Matt. Yeah, and you know, Sammy Watkins can always throw a wrench in yeah. things, too. I mean, he might be an opening day starter. You know, who knows how long that lasts, but he certainly he has a track record. Um, I, I, you met, I mean, he went from the 33rd pick to the 59th pick. I'll gladly take Wallace with the 59th pick. That seems like an overcorrection. But I really think it's just a case of low-volume passing attack and almost one too many wide receivers. Yeah, 59 is, is a shocking number. Obviously, most rookie drafts don't even uh, go that deep. We're talking about the the last pick in the fifth round, or nearly the last pick in the fifth round, if, if my right. math is correct. So Some drafts don't even go that long. Yeah, I, I don't get that one. Uh, his, his May ADP, as you mentioned, was 33. I'm, I'm still on board with taking Tylen Wallace in that, in that third round range uh, uh-huh. where he was being drafted previously. Next one, Khalil Herbert. Uh, drops 20 spots himself, uh, actually outside of the fifth round. He's 61 overall now. Chicago running back, it's a little little crowded there. Um, David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, they signed Damian Williams, and then they draft Herbert. I, I like Herbert. I just don't know if there's room for him to get any playing time anytime soon. Yeah, I mentioned how Smith-Marset was somebody I, I was grabbing at the end of all my rookie drafts successfully. Herbert's the other, and just because I liked the player and I didn't think the guys ahead of him were superstars, and we've, we've seen, you know, crazier things happen where the rookie gets the call after an injury or so, and Tariq Cohen's never going to be that guy. Um, so, again, I think 61 is probably an overcorrection, but 
it's not the best situation. I mean, it isn't. I, I just liked Herbert as a sleeper coming out to some degree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next three players, a couple of day two wide receivers. Uh, in, in some aspects, it's surprising to see them fall quite a bit already. Uh, but I think they're both limited, and, and their role in the NFL is, is questionable, honestly. Anthony Schwartz, Cleveland wide receiver, drops from 38 to 55. 2-2 Atwell, the Rams wide receiver, from 37 to 50. If, if you're on the clock and these are your two options, which one are you taking? Atwell, because he was drafted earlier and they throw the ball more, but... Neither one of these guys beginning ADP ever made any sense to me. Like, I own zero stocks of these two. They're both smaller bit players, never going to be high volume. Not that Schwartz is as small as Atwell, but I don't think either one of them is going to get 10 targets a game or five targets a game. I mean, I think they're all going to be specialty-type guys. I totally agree. Last, uh, The last faller on our list certainly does make sense. Uh, it's Des Fitzpatrick, Tennessee wide receiver. Was kind of a trendy sleeper there for a few weeks. Uh, of course, the Julio Jones trade uh, put a quick end to that. He drops from 40 to 53 overall. And, and that's really obvious. However, they were at like the top of the league in 12 and 13 personnel last year. And they have a new offensive coordinator and at the bottom of the league in um, three receiver sets. I bet they we see more three receiver sets in Tennessee than we used to. So maybe he beats out Reynolds for the third job or fourth job. We know Julio doesn't stay super is the most durable guy in town. Like I, I I might buy the drop on Fitzpatrick. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Uh, as as great as Julio is, he's he's not going to be there forever. I mean, this could be a one or two year thing potentially as well. Uh, yeah, I, I like that idea. Grabbing Fitzpatrick, I, I think I'd rather have Fitzpatrick than Atwell or Schwartz, honestly. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was just about to say the same thing. That will do it for our episode on rookie risers and fallers. Uh, please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.